Praise God. Ushers, uh, if you will, I have a little gift for all of you that's very, very useful. And so if you ushers will hand out uh, this little gift uh, to everyone. These, uh, this little gift has not been touched by human hands. It's been machine made. And so uh, it's fine to handle it and touch it. Now, um, some of you will not, uh, some of you may remember this and some may not. Uh, well, before that, let me give you my subject. My text is the 2020 stretch. The 2020 stretch. And you are getting a, uh, it's called a rubber band. Now some of you would remember this and some may not, but when we were kids in St. Paul, Minnesota, we would ride our bikes down to the stadium where the Minnesota Twins would play, baseball team. And at the seventh inning, it was called the seventh inning stretch. The police would let us kids in for nothing. We didn't get to go in the bleachers, but we stood along the side in the back of the field. And, and uh, but they let us in. There would be sometimes a dozen, two dozen, bunch of us neighborhood kids. We were all probably 10, 11, 12 years old. And, and uh, to get us off the streets and keep us out of trouble, uh, they would let us in at the seventh inning stretch. When they stopped in between the inning and they would stand up and take a stretch. Everybody would take a stretch. There's several theories about how it started. Nobody really knows. Some say in 1869, it started in Cincinnati, Ohio. And then some said, no, it started in the 1800s in uh, New York City. And then some have said, well, it really started in Washington, D.C. in 1910 when the 27th President of the United States, William Howard Taft, weighed over 300 pounds, his legs and started hurting him. And so in between the inning and the seventh inning, he stood up. And everybody thought he was going to leave. So everybody in the stadium stood up out of respect. And it was, no, no, I'm just stretching my legs. I got some cramps from sitting here, these six and a half innings, and so I have to stand up. And so that they say that's how it really started, uh, was in 1910 uh, when uh, the president stood up and so everyone else did it. And they said, well, okay, we'll call this the seventh inning stretch. 
So I guess they still do that today. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, the seventh inning stretch. So when I uh, uh, went and purchased some of these rubber bands, on the package it said, holding your world together, these rubber bands. And so these, uh, you can stretch it pretty good. In fact, uh, if you put it over one finger, or you put it over two fingers, absolutely worthless. So when you leave church, you say, well, you know what? The bishop gave us a gift, and it was a worthless rubber band, unless you stretch it. Now, if I put it over one finger, it's going to fall off. But if I put it over uh, four fingers or five, uh, I'm not going to lose it. That's because I've stretched it a little bit. This particular one will stretch pretty far. When we were, <clears throat> I shouldn't say this because all of these wonderful little children here, but I want to give them some good ideas. <laughs> we used to take this and we'd have kind of wars, you know, and especially in school, we'd get to shooting at each other and then when the teacher would see something, we'd just be very innocently like, oh, not that, we didn't do that. One of the classes, in fact, my English class. The English teacher was one of the authors of the English book. She knew it from cover to cover. And we were studying nouns and pronouns and verbs and adverbs and, and it got kind of boring. And so we, would, we took this rubber band, we brought it, and we made a slingshot out of it. See? Put it on a, you put it on a little finger and you wrap it on another finger and you got a nice little slingshot. And so we sometimes had some wars going on and so we would make what we call a spitball. <laughs> and we put it in there and so when the teacher wasn't looking and she would one of, the, one of the periods when we were in English class, and she was walking up and down the aisle and telling us, turn to page 22, and we're going to study pronouns today. And so, well, pronouns, okay. So we'd make a spitball, and Fred over there would shoot one and hit me in the face. So oh, I'm going to take care of Fred. So when the teacher wasn't looking, I made me a little spitball, and I went, and about that time the teacher turned, and I let it go, and it stuck on her glass. <laughs> and some of the students, some of the kids started laughing. And she said, what's so funny? He said, Miss Teacher, you have a little spitball on the corner of your glass. Who shot this spitball and hit my glasses? Nobody answered a word. Thank God. And so I stood there, took that little rubber band, slipped it into my pocket in a hurry, 
turn to page 22. <laughs> and she said, if I find out who shot this spitball, you're going to the office right now and see the principal. Nobody said a word. We all sat there. So finally she said, all right, we're going on. Now, this rubber band that I gave you, well, that's uh, not a good use, but we had fun doing it anyway. But this is capable of being stretched. Now, when you stretch a rubber band, you, it'll stretch till that's as far as it'll go. Now, if you want, you can pull it tight enough and far enough, guess what's gonna happen? It's gonna break. So it's, <laughs> it's made and it's capable of being stretched uh, without tearing or breaking, but you can expand it until it breaks. And it's, it's very handy for several things. Uh, that's why the theme of this uh, packaging on this rubber band was holding our world together because you can use it for a lot of things and uh, uh, good things and sometimes uh, you can use it for uh, some bad things uh, but uh, we're not going to make any slingshots uh, kids uh, and shoot any spitballs but uh, we, we did that now uh, it's um, I gave you this rubber band because I wanted you to remember every one of us are being stretched. This is COVID-19. If you're not being stretched, I want to talk to you after church. <laughs> Physical stretching is good for you. They say it is anyway. And sometimes you just have to stretch out your limbs a little bit. It gets the blood circulating. And they say if you will stretch from three, hold a stretch from three seconds to three minutes at night, it gets the blood flowing through your body and you'll rest better. And uh, whether, uh, uh, all this is true or not, but anyway, it increases uh, 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 the uh, uh, blood flow, and it's it's uh, it's just good for your body to to sometimes just stretch out and just say and, and do a little exercise. I had a young man in our church that uh, said uh, uh, he said, Pastor, uh, you need uh, you need to come and work out with me and and we're going over to the high school, to the track, and we're gonna, uh, I, I wanna show you how to, uh, to uh, take a, a few laps and, and so on. So I said, okay, uh, I'll meet you over there at the track, and went over to the high school track, and, and uh, he said, now first of all, we gotta do, uh, we, gotta, we gotta get our limbs stretched out and so he he was an expert at this and a physical trainer and so he said now you got to do this exercise and this exercise deep knee bends and so for about 
20 minutes, he had me working out. And he said, now, he said, we're going to probably, let's just start out with uh, maybe about a mile around the track. He said, just be a slow jog, but he says, you have to exercise first, and then he said, get your, stretch your limbs, and then we'll take about uh, uh, four laps, which would be a mile around the track, and he said, then, he said, this will get your heart rate uh, down and get your blood flowing and so on. Well, you know what? When I got through with the 20 minutes of exercise, I said, I'm worn out. He said, no, no, we got to do, uh, we got to do uh, uh, at least four laps. So I started out, I made the first lap, and I started, I made about uh, half of the second lap, and I said, well, from now, this next two laps, I'm going to walk. And uh, he said, but you got to keep going. Well, uh, the, stretching is, is good for you, uh, and, and I guess it's good physically, and uh, uh, it, it helps us in more than, than, uh, than uh, uh, one way. But I want to read you a scripture in Exodus, the third chapter, in the 20th verse. And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonder, which I will do in the midst thereof, and after that, he will let you go. The Lord told <coughs> Moses, I'm going to stretch out my hand. And in the word of the Lord, stretch is used several different times in several different ways. The Lord said, I'm going to stretch out my hand over Egypt. And when I stretch out my hand over Egypt, when get through with these plagues, they're going to be so happy to let you go that you will go not empty-handed. You're going to go with their silver and their gold. You read the rest of that chapter. He said, you're not going empty. When I stretch out my hand, he said, these Egyptians will be so happy to let you go that they're going to give you jewels, gold, silver, raiment. They're going to say, get out of here. Leave. So when God stretches out his hand, something happens. Now, in the word of the Lord, I, and I enjoy doing this because it, it kind of blesses me. I will take a word and I did this with the word stretch. I thought, well, Lord, it seems like uh, we're all being stretched a little bit. And uh, so I went to the Bible and I looked up the word stretch. And I found out it's probably some 50 times it's used in God's word. And then the tenses of stretched and stretching and stretches. And I looked up every one of them and over 130 times the word stretch and stretching the tenses of stretch is found from Genesis to Revelation, 130 times or more. In fact, there are 16 different meanings in the Hebrew and the Greek. Just a little bit, but basically the same. It means to extend, to stretch. Basically the same, whether you're in the Old Testament or uh, the, uh, 
the New Testament. Let me read you a couple verses. In 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, and the 14th verse. 2 Corinthians 10 and 14. For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reach not unto you, for we are come as far as uh, to you also in preaching the gospel of Christ. For we stretched, this, the word in the, in the uh, Greek in this is that went a little bit beyond. This is as far as I can go, but now the word means to go just a little bit beyond this, almost till it just about ready to break. We've stretched ourselves uh, to the extent of going beyond. The first time I found the word stretched in Genesis, the 22nd chapter and the 10th verse. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. This is when Abraham brought his son Isaac to the altar. The Bible said he stretched, which means that he lifted his hand above and was going to slay his son. So he stretched forth his hand to slay his son. So a little different meaning, but yet uh, the same meaning, I'm stretching it out. In Romans, the 10th chapter and the 21st verse. But to Israel he said, or saith, all day long I have stretched forth my hand unto a disobedient, gainsaying people. God, I'm stretching to the length. I stretched my hand towards Israel. All, I just extended myself as far as I can go to this people, and they're still uh, disobedient. But God said, I've stretched. The Lord stretched his hand. Now, uh, different meanings, but uh, the same, same, uh, same meaning, in a sense, it's you're stretching. I remember going into my mother, she used it in a little different way. And some of us neighborhood kids, we neighborhood boys, we got into a little fight. We do this all the time. Not bad, just come in the house dirty and messed up. And, and, uh, but I always had a story that was in my favor. Johnny started this, Billy started this, they threw the first rock, and, and it, well, naturally it favored. And so sometimes I would go in, sit down, and tell mom, she'd say, what happened? Well, and I'd give her a story, and she'd look, she'd say, uh, and when she said my full name, Donald, I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> she says, Donald, you are stretching the truth. Now tell me what happened. And when she said that, I knew what, I better tell the truth, the whole truth. And so she'd say, well, I kind of figured that uh, you were stretching this just uh, 
uh, a little bit, a little bit too much. In Acts, the fourth chapter, in the 30th verse, it says, by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. They said, Lord, if you will stretch forth your hand to heal, you stretch it, Lord. Stretch forth your hand. Allow the presence and the power of God to heal. Now, we're, as a world, we're being stretched with COVID-19 or coronavirus. Nobody seems like they really know all of the answers about what's going on in our society. And they, every time you get a report, why it's almost always that so many deaths and so many uh, people have contacted this and this and on and on. And, it, uh, and, and now they're saying that, that uh, this is affecting young people and, and uh, our health, uh, the health uh, department has said, uh, really it's called a CDC, had said one in four young people uh, ages uh, uh, between uh, 18 to 24, one, one out of four of them uh, are feeling depressed and they're feeling loneliness, they're feeling discouragement, they're feeling like, why live any longer? Uh, we don't seem like we, we have a, 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 can find an end or we, we just don't know what it is because of the loneliness and the isolation. And, and then when they're now they're opening up some of the universities and the first thing that kids wanna do because we are social is that we want to uh, get together and we want to have a party and then when they have a party then all of a sudden they're spreading the disease among themselves and and so on and so then they say well we got to close the school back or the university back and and so uh, it, it's uh, uh, I don't uh, I'm not too happy with this uh, and uh, uh, I, 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 everywhere I go almost, uh, I have to put this on. Get out and go to the store or wherever I go, it's, uh, uh, I, went to, I went to get a haircut the other day. Because as Caitlin said, I'm gonna have a birthday. So I thought I'd, I'd get a haircut before my wife gives me a ponytail. And so I, I said, I go, go. And I went in this little shop and, uh, and the sign on the door said, uh, put on a mask. So I put on a mask. And then when I got in and I said, I have an appointment. And she said, fine. Okay. What's your name? And I told her, okay. And uh, she said, go in there and wash your hands. So I went in there and washed my hands. And, uh, and I said, well, do I take this? No, you leave it on. I'll cut your hair and I'll do everything. And you just don't take the mask off. Well, uh, I come to the house of the Lord and uh, uh, I guess they're still taped. Every other pew has that. I hate that yellow sign. That yellow strip. I don't like this mask. We're being stretched. The church is being stretched. You're being stretched. I'm being stretched. 
Everywhere I go, it's people are saying, well, I wish this was end or I want, I want to see some closure. And then uh, I looked at a report the other day and the fellow said that, uh, well, I don't think this is going to end for a year. And then I heard someone else uh, on my phone. I looked up some news and said, well, you're going to be in this for the next two years. I said, I said you're stretching me. As I'm about to break. I don't like all of this. I want it to end. But folks, we're the church today is being stretched. Yeah. You're being stretched. I'm being stretched. And I, I thought, Lord, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much longer I can. I can. I wish it would end tomorrow. It's almost like a dream. Let me give you a story in St. Matthew, the 12th chapter, 13th. I want to read one verse, 12, 13 of St. Matthew. Then said he unto the man, stretch forth thine hand and he stretched it forth, and it was restored whole like the other. This was on the Sabbath. The Sabbath day, you could only do so much work, travel so far, a lot of restrictions for the Jews. And they, I don't know what they did, they probably took this man with a withered hand and probably put him in front or near where Jesus was, and his hand was all withered up. Left hand was whole, but his right hand was withered up. And Jesus knew what their thinking was because they wanted to see what he would do on the Sabbath, whether he would heal him or what he was going to do. And Jesus saw and knew their thoughts and ideas. And he looked at this individual, this man with this withered hand, probably close to his body. And Jesus said, stretch forth thine hand. And you read the rest of that, it said, and he stretched it forth. When I read that, I thought, first of all, if that would have been me and I would have had a withered hand, the first thing I probably would have said, Sir, Rabbi, I don't have strength to stretch that hand forward. I can't move it just but a little bit. didn't say anything. It was this act of obedience. When Jesus said, stretch it forth, he didn't say, I don't have strength. I can't do this. I've never stretched it out. I've been, since birth, I've been born with this. I, I, I can't do that. He just stretched it out. And as he stretched it out, it became whole like the other. 
We are going some, through some things as a church. And if you and I will stay obedient to the word of God, we still gather in, we still worship. Yes, we wear masks. Yes, we're confined. Yes, we're every other seat. Yes, we have things. But you know what? That does not stop the presence of Almighty Amen. God from healing us. As he says, stretch forth your hands. Worship me. Praise me. Lift your voice in praise and singing. We still do that, even though we are saying, Lord, I don't know if I have enough strength. Yes, we do have enough strength. Although the Lord is saying, listen, in this hour, <coughs> yes, we're being stretched. But when the Lord says, stretch forth your hand, there's something that, folks, every one of us are being stretched in this hour. The first time I was really stretched and I didn't know that I was stretched or being stretched was in 1957, my son was six weeks old. I'd taken a church because the superintendent asked me, he said, would you leave St. Louis and go down to the Boot Hill, southern part of Missouri, 25 miles from Cape Girada, 15 miles from Sykeston, a little community. They need a pastor. Would you go down there and do it? I said, yes, I'll go. I went down. We were there just but a short time. My son was born in Baton Rouge, and my wife joined me at the church, and we were happy and thrilled. The next day, I had, a, had received from a wedding gift a we were married in 56, and I received a brand new 1955 Chevrolet. Beautiful black car, blue interior, just loved it. First new car I'd ever had, owned, and it was a wedding gift from my in-laws. And uh, the reverse went out. Wife came in, I said, guess what? The reverse went out in the car, I go forward, but I can't go in reverse. I said, so I'll have to park wherever I can go. And I said, as soon as we can get a chance, we'll, I'll drive to Sykeston and we'll get to a dealership and I'll find out what's, what's going on. I think I had $25 in my pocket. I went, I tried to find a job and they said, uh, right now I don't have a job, but we'll check it for later. And uh, within a couple days, my mother-in-law called and said, uh, better take your son to the hospital, said they've closed the nursery in Baton Rouge at General Hospital because children have been infected and there's several babies have died and, and your son was there the same time all of this infection was spreading in the nursery. So I said, okay, well, we better go. So I went to, took her, took her to the hospital, and I told my wife, I said, take him in and find out, see. I said, as far as I was concerned, everything was fine. Took him into the hospital, and I said, I'm gonna drive, I'll drop you off here, and I'll drive on to the dealership and see about the car. I went into the dealership. 
And uh, I said, I, my car will not go in reverse. And uh, said, it's only, this, but this is a second year, two year old car. And I said, it's, I said, it's like brand new and not too many miles on it and so on and so forth. And that shouldn't happen. So they said, well, we'll check it out for you. And uh, I was there not too long and uh, waiting for them to give me a report. And uh, a man came up to me and uh, he said, uh, are you Reverend Shostrand? I said, yes. He said, everything's gonna be all right. I said, well, and about that time they called me, uh, the receptionist called me and said, Reverend, we've got a report on your car. And I said, just a minute, sir. And uh, I walked over to the receptionist. She said, well, let me tell you the news. It's unrepairable. We don't know what happened, but uh, uh, we are going to have to put a whole new transmission in, and uh, it's going to cost you $400. I said, how much? She said, $400. I felt in my pocket, and I had 25 I said, what's it going to cost to put it back together and me to leave out of here without reverse? And uh, she said, $25. I said, put it back together. And I said, um, uh, I'll just drive it without reverse. I'll just have to watch where I'm parking. And so said, okay. I said, I can't, I can't, uh, uh, I can't, I don't have $400. I don't even have a job yet. I've just moved in this area. So they put it back together. I went over to the hospital and uh, went in and my wife said, told my wife, I said, how's my son? How's our son? And she said, guess what? The doctor said, you just made it in time. Said when they looked, they said uh, the navel opened up and the poison went out of the body instead of into the body and said, he's gonna be fine. I said, well, that's a good report. And I said, but I don't have reverse in the car. And so uh, I was talking to another pastor in the city there of Sykeston and, and uh, he, uh, he said, well, I'll be on the lookout for one. See if I can find one for you. Anyway, time I got back home in about 30 minutes, the phone rang and this pastor said, guess what? said, I found a transmission for $50 and uh, said, uh, we can put it in. He said, you won't have to go there. He said, I can help you. I can, we'll, I can put this in for you because it's just taking it off the drive shaft and so on. He said, we can just put the whole thing in. It's a, it's a big unit, but we can do it. And so I went to the mailbox because they didn't have delivery. And there in the mail uh, from my uh, wonderful in-laws was uh, an envelope and it had 520s in it. Guess what? I was stretched to where I broke. And the Lord, now this is me because I'm spiritual. The Lord sent an individual along because when I was in that dealership, I went up to that receptionist 
after she gave me the report, when she gave me the report, I turned around and I said, there was an individual in here, a man, that told me everything was going to be all right. And I wanted to tell him, it's not all right. I just got a $400. And I looked around and he's gone. And I said, who, who, who else was in here? She said, there wasn't anybody in here. <laughs> You're the only one in here right now. I said, there was someone in here that came up to me, some guy, and told me that everything is going to be all right. Now, I don't know. To you, I'm spiritual. To me, God sent an angel, uh, you see, because I was stretched to where I broke. Did I have faith in God? I, I didn't have faith in anything. Couldn't get the transmission. My son is sick. Don't know if he's going to make it or not make it. And uh, I didn't have a job. And the next day or two, they called me from Sison and said, we got a job from now till Christmas for you in our department store if you want to take it. I said, Thank you, Jesus. And then all of a sudden, I remembered, God, you had to snap, wake me up and say, look at it. It's going to be all right. You're getting stretched a little bit, but just hold on. Somebody had to come and tell me, it's going to be all right. I didn't get that. I, was, I just knew, Lord, I don't know if I can take any more of this. Lord never puts on us any more than we can bear. You're never going to be stretched any more than what you can handle. You say, look at, I can handle this much. That's fine. You can handle this much. That's fine. You can handle, God, God knows. Is it going to break? No, it's not going to break. It's not going to tear. Sometimes we're just stretched to where we think, Lord, I, you have... Do you have some good days and bad days? Yes. Have some good days. And he'll say, you know what is, uh, and I'm glad that somebody came up with the idea. They said, guess what? The church is essential. Well, what does that mean? Well, it's absolutely necessary. Now, uh, it's vital. It's important. And now they say, is it relevant? Well, for the time that we're living in and the plagues and the pandemics that are happening in our society, in our world, the church is relevant. Thank God we need it. Is, it not only is it important, the church is, we're suitable. Thank God. We, the church, folks, the church can handle this. Yeah. The body. Now, let me tell you something. When I say church, See, if you look up the word church, meaning church, we know this church building. And they'll say, where do you go to church? I go to CAC. It's uh, whatever street's 22nd, whatever street is on here. Uh, anyway, that's where I go to church, the building. But there is a capital C-H-U-R-C-H. It's called the church, which means the body of Christ. Not talking about the building. I'm talking about when I say the church, the building's not going to be stretched, but the body, the church. Thank God. We're the church. We're the body. I need the church. I need the body. Thank God. I need the, the people to pray with me. I need them to pray for me. I need them to pray about me, over me. Thank God. All around me, I need the body. I need the church. Is it essential? Yes. Is it relevant? Yes. The church can handle this in this hour. And uh, uh, when you say, and when we think, you know what? Uh, 
we're here. Let me read you a scripture in Revelation 4th chapter and the 11th verse. Revelation 4:11. But thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they, they are and were created. Thou art worthy to receive honor and glory. The church is here, and I say church, the body. We're here for one reason, to give honor and glory to Almighty God. I can't help but sometimes I think, God, I, sometimes I feel so stretched, and I say, God, you know why? When I gather, in a, I'm here for one reason. I, you don't, not giving me honor. I, you're, not, you're not here to give me honor. Thank God. You're not here to give the singers honor. Thank God for the singers. Thank God for the ministry. Thank God for the players and so on. But we're here to give honor and glory from the one, thank God, who has forgiven me of my sins. The one, thank God, who has cleansed me. The one who has healed me, the one who has blessed me, the one who has strengthened me. We're here to give honor to Almighty God. That's why the church here, well, that's why we exist, is thank God. We're, we, even though we are stretched, we're here to give honor to the church. In Acts the second, eight, I think it's, no, the first chapter and eighth verse said, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And God, why? Because we need the power of Almighty God because we're being stretched in this time. I need, I need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And uh, let, me, uh, let, me, let me read you a, uh, a, a, negative, a negative verse. But I have to go negative to be possible, to be uh, positive. Uh, let me see. Hebrews, the sixth chapter and the fourth verse. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and of the powers of the world to come. When I read that, the first thing I think of is the first few words, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened. That's the negative part. Let me read you the positive part. Have tasted of the heavenly gift. Reason why a body exists, reason why the church exists, it's that you and I can taste of a heavenly gift. I need the gift of the baptism yes. of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He said, you have tasted. I've tasted. I've got a taste. If you're here today and you haven't tasted of a heavenly gift, 
Thank God. You know what he's talking about here? Let me, let me show you something here. Once in, uh, um, have tasted of the heavenly gift and were my partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. I don't know about you, but when I came to God, when I came to the body, and I found forgiveness, and I found repentance, I found baptism in Jesus' name, and I tasted of the heavenly gift, the powers of the world to come. Thank God, the good word of God. Then you know what I'm, you know what, you know what he's talking about there? He said, this, me, this human individual, thank God, this natural individual has tasted of a supernatural power and a supernatural glory, a supernatural world of God, a supernatural spirit, the Holy Ghost. Thank God. So this puts me in a different realm. Thank God we found, thank God, something that is not just natural, but it is supernatural. It is the power of Almighty God. Thank God. And you say, Brother Joseph, do I need, do I need, I need the church. I'm talking about the body. I need the presence of God. I need to feel, thank God, what we feel here. You say, Brother Joseph, the seats are, I know that, a mask, I understand all that. We're being stretched, but you know, what? The power of God, the supernatural power of God is still the same. God knows just exactly where we are. He knows where the church is. He knows where you and I are. He knows, thank God, just how much we can be stretched. Amen. And it's so good every now and then when you're stretched, I went to the cardiologist. I'll just, in my language, I call him the heart doctor. And so, went to the heart doctor and he examined, got our, from the history back and so on, and, um, and went through along all of this deal. And uh, I, this was just for me to meet him and, and my wife to meet him, a uh, new cardiologist, new doctor, heart doctor. And, and so I um, uh, went and he, he listened to my heart and did normally what the doctors do and, and uh, said, uh, let's, uh, uh, he said, it's been a long time, but let's do an echogram on you. And so did uh, an echogram on me and an echogram on my wife. And, and uh, uh, so, and we were there probably, it went from a, a, a 30 minute visit to a two hour visit and then a four hour visit. And, uh, uh, and, I, and so I said, well, well, we'll do this. So did it. And you know what? Uh, and then he came in and, uh, and if you've had an echogram, you know, it's like an x-ray. And so uh, he said, now let me show you your heart. And so I'm sitting there watching a, a screen and my heart is just a beating. And, and he said, well, uh, you've had the bypass. That looks good. And then, okay, the heartbeat here measured this. That looks good. These uh, uh, valves are operating good. And uh, this is, you know, and I'm thinking, oh God. I sat there and I listened. I said, thank you for a good report. Uh, 
thank God, you know, you get stretched, and then all of a sudden, someone comes in and gives you a good report, and you say, well, thank the Lord. Uh, I didn't know what was going to happen, but he gave a good report and said, uh, fine, it looks fine. And uh, he said, uh, uh, and then when we got ready to leave, he said, you know what? He said, uh, uh, you're doing great, looks good. He said, uh, uh, I tell you what, in a couple of weeks, I, wanna, I want you to do a stress test. I said, Lord have mercy, no. I hate him, I've had one. I said, uh, he said I, said, I said, doctor, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> and he said, well, you've had bypass 12 years ago, and so I wanna make sure that everything looks good, but I want you to do this. And I said, I, don't, I said, you're just stretching me. <laughs> I said, I don't like a stress test, but he said, no, that's going to be good for you. You need that. That'll help me to understand. He said, uh, you, you'll do fine, and so on. Well, uh, you know what? Sometimes you feel like you're being stretched, and then when someone says, this is a good report, you feel like, Lord, uh, I'm so thankful. Thank God for your goodness. You know what? I'm glad I've tasted of the powers of the world to come. And guess what? Let me say, let me tell you something. If you've never experienced the Holy Ghost, you know why I, I just, I have to talk a lot about the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost, see, <clears throat> not just a matter of speaking tongues, the Holy Ghost helps me to pray. That's what the Bible says. When I don't know how to pray, the Spirit helps me to pray. And guess what? The best guide I have is the Holy Ghost. He will lead you and guide you into all truth. The best teacher I have is the Holy Ghost. I am one with Jesus Christ because I have his spirit. So there is a unity that is there because of the Spirit of God. And so then also he said, guess what? You are led by the Spirit. So the Spirit of the Lord is just, the, the, the Holy Ghost is not just to say, well, uh, I'm here. The Holy Ghost is, thank God, to help me when I am being stretched in this hour. I say, Lord, guess what? Greater is he that is within me than he that is within this world. Thank God, I need, I need. Uh, and when I look, and I could go on and on, but you look, we know Job in his health wise was stretched to the end, but yet, thank God, he came out greater in the end. Uh, and uh, Joseph was stretched in position, went from nothing, thank God, up to a high position, stretched, but God made it through. Jesus was stretched in temptation. Uh, let me tell you what, everyone in God's word looks like was stretched to the nth degree. Stay connected to the body. I'm not talking about church building, I'm talking about the body of Christ. Thank God. Stay connected. Thank God. Stay connected to God. We're all being stretched in this hour. An individual I <clears throat> listened to, he said, uh, this is a global pandemic. We're having a global crisis. 
this is global perplexity. People are confused, our world's confused. So it's a global time of expectation. We don't know what we're going on. And I, when I read this five or six times, everything was attached to global. And I thought, wow, this means that it's all over. We're not the only ones, but our world it seems like it's being stretched. And I, and I thought, Lord, that doesn't sound, uh, doesn't sound good to me. But you know what? I've tasted of the powers of the world to come. The good word of God. Stay connected, stay and God involved. Stay in the house. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, that's the greatest gift. Somehow the Holy Spirit will hold on and you, it can stretch and guess what? You're gonna come out victorious, thank God. I got to thinking about some of these things and I thought, Lord, just about a month or so ago, I was doing great, thought I was. And lo and behold, I had some kind of mix up and my body didn't accept the dye and the steroids and well, the next day I Woke up fine, the next day I was in the hospital. Licking, Licking Memorial Hospital, whatever it's called. I said, God, what in the world is going on? And it's almost as if the Lord said, You're being, your, body, your health is being stretched a little bit. three days in the hospital. Now what in the world trying to figure out all this complications from the kidney to the bladder to Lord of mercy, what's going on here? Well, still don't know everything. And I lost some hearing in one ear. And last, I just had another hearing thing. Doctor said, well, I went up 10 more points. I said, well, good. I said, that's 20. I said, five, five, 10. I said, I'm gaining a little bit, I guess. And uh, anyway, uh, I thought, Lord, just being stretched. And then I got to thinking, God, you're so good. I went by the post office the other day and I saw an individual with a walker, so crippled up, he could hardly walk, carrying the letter. I was coming out and, and a lady just opened the door. He couldn't even get in. I went back to the car and I sat down and I just, I thought from, oh, I said, God, You've allowed me to walk into the post office, out of the post office. And if I'd have had a walker, fine. If I'd have had a cane, fine. 
But here I, I walked in, I just had to stop for a moment and say, God, you, I just thank you for the wonderful, powerful gift. You, listen, folks, every day, every day I get up, I have to say, God, I thank you. And you know what? I, I told you the other day that uh, you singers can come. Praise God. I told you the other day, I said, uh, I, I get to feeling this, this uh, thankfulness. And I told you I'm not, I'm not a dancer, I'm not, I'm a runner. I thought I was a runner. Now I'm a walker. And I have to sometimes say, God, I am so thankful. The body, when I say the body, the church, saved my life. I know the Lord, but it was because of the body. People that prayed, atmosphere, saved me. See, God filled me with his spirit. Greatest gift that you'd ever want to receive. I wore my tennis shoes today because I wiped out when I wore my other shoes. And I said, Lord, you know what? I'm so grateful that I'm able to, I'm gonna take a walk. You forgive me, but I just wanna give a little honor to God. I wanna give a little praise to God because I'm here. I've been stretched, thank God, stretched long time ago, stretch today. But you know what? The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I just want to bring a little honor to him. I want to say, Lord, I just want to thank you that I can take a little walk. Thank God. Thank God. I can take a laugh. Stretch your hand. If you need a divine touch from God, stretch your hand. 